0: That God has something exciting for her lined up. We don't even know. But good morning, New Life Church family. It's been a full past week. I don't know if you know, but Felipe became first to a baby girl, Eliana. We had a youth retreat last weekend, so I wanted to call up our youth pastors to briefly testify to the work God did amongst them. So brother Mark and Brother Fedna, man, they have been working so hard, so yeah.
1: Sound? Oh, there we go. Uh, we want to give a praise report for what God did with the teens last weekend, and thank you all for uh, contributing to the scholarship fund, for praying for us, for praying for the teens. So we took uh, 29 teens up to the mountains, uh, five of us as adults. Uh, Fedna and I, Fedna got so many of his basketball players up there. Uh, we saw four professions of faith, so teens trusting in Christ as their Savior and Lord. So that was awesome. Um and uh, this was the most unchurched group we've ever taken up. So we have like uh, seven to eight core traditional teens who've been in our youth ministry for years, but the others, uh, the other twenty-one, were like all new teens, you know, from last fall. So it was a very unchurched group, but they engaged. They had a great time. You know, they did uh, paintballing and archery and BB guns and hikes. And uh, the last night it snowed, uh, but um, they're just they've come back just much more spiritually hungry. We had one of our uh, best youth groups this last Wednesday. Um, other cabin leaders, uh, Angel was a cabin leader, you know, he and I were praying for just uh, continued growth in his younger brother, Freddie, and uh, a highlight for me at the uh, weekend, it was on Sunday morning, uh, Freddie prayed for the group, it was awesome, it was really powerful. Um, Newbie was there as a cabin leader with her cousin Eunice, and that was awesome. Um, uh, Alice was a cabin leader, and uh, her group of new uh, uh, youth group ladies, after youth group, they just stayed late praying, and these are all like new teens, so all these, uh, you know, her ladies' small groups. so that was really neat. Uh, so God's moving among the teens. We we just uh, are praying for more and really excited, and just wanted to yeah update you all. Thank you again for contributing to the scholarship fund and praying for us. And yeah, God's God's a move on the move among the teens. Yep.
0: Thank you so much. That that is some labor as youth minister. Uh, that is a lot of work, you know, a lot of love. And uh, speaking, of, sorry. Ooh, oh yeah, yeah, Speaking of which, I see my former youth that are like the Rodriguez family rolling deep today. It's so good to see you all. I see you guys. Thank you so much. Uh, what an encouragement, right? To hear testimony of God on the move amongst the youth. Whether for a retreat or for anything else, uh, depending on who we ask, we may get a different response, right? In my house, my boys are learning who to ask for what they need my youngest son Nathan he's pretty savvy this way Uh, he doesn't really just trust anybody he he just like gonna be eight in a week but he rewards people who are faithful who are like they're present to him They're like okay I'm gonna trust you Uh, so he thinks Mimi that's what he calls my mother-in-law is the best because she is the most available to him so she gets the most love And then it's my, but then when it's time to like go to bed, who does he go to? He knows he he should go to mommy because when he goes to mommy, he knows that she's going to just get so into reading with him that she'll read way past the bedtime and snuggle with him. So he's like, yeah, mommy, right? But then when he gets injured, like he gets hurt, who does he go to? He goes to daddy because he knows, okay, daddy could calm him down and he could feel secure. Right. Now, who do you go to for what you need? Depending on who we go to, we may get completely different responses. We are in the midst of a series on encountering the Spirit of God. What are some concrete practices that we could break through to have a deeper relationship with God? In today's passage, Jesus is going to be daring us, challenging us, I hope you hear it, to consider What would we do if we went further in our practice of prayer that God is the best one to go to for all that we need? So if you are able, please stand for the reading of God's word. We're going to be reading from Luke chapter 11, verses 5 through 13. Luke chapter 11, verses 5 through 13. Uh, This is taken from the NIV version. says starting in verse 5, then Jesus said to them, suppose you have a friend and you go to him at midnight and say, friend, lend me three loaves of bread. A friend of mine on a journey has come to me and I have no food to offer them. And suppose the one inside answers, don't bother me. The door is already locked. My children and I are in bed. I can't get up and give you anything. I tell you, Even though he will not get up and give you the bread because of friendship, yet because of your shameless audacity, he will surely get up and give you as much as you need. So, I say to you, ask and it will be given to you. Seek and you will find. Knock and the door will be opened to you. For everyone who asks, receives The one who seeks finds, and to the one who knocks, the door will be opened. Which of your fathers, if your son asks for a fish, will give him a snake instead? Or if he asks for an egg, will give him a scorpion? If you then, though you are evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your Father in heaven give the Holy Spirit to those who ask him let's pray heavenly father thank you what what permission what invitation you give to us to come to you so we come to you right now well god you know everything that's going on you know everything that has happened in the past year this past week even this morning god we give them to you you know them so we just want to lift them up to you we want to release them to you right now you're aware of them you care about those things Whether they be difficult situations, difficult relationships, we give it to you. We release it to you. Help us to be fully present to you right now, not just physically, but in our hearts, to have that stillness, to be able to hear you, to receive from you, and what you want to speak to us today, and help us to act on that. Thank you, Lord. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. All right. You may be seated. Alright, so in this passage, we see a lot of things, but one thing, the heart of what I sense that the Lord wants to speak to us this morning is, who we pray to matters. Who we pray to matters. Okay, if prayer is asking for help or a power beyond ourselves, people in need throughout generations have cried out to all sorts of things, God's created things like trees, family, saints, witch doctors, curanderas. But the modern day, maybe it's money. Maybe it's screens to go to for what we need. Maybe it's to social media we go to to scratch this itch. But it matters who we pray to. Who is the one who truly delivers and meets your need? Only God The I am, the creator of heaven and earth, and our very bodies can meet all our needs, right? All other people and things we reach out to, they might be good, but they're limited. Or worse, they're deaf. They can't hear our cries, or they even deceive us, make promises that they can't fulfill. So how do we view God when we pray to him? If God is truly your heavenly father, this can transform the way that you pray, that you go to him. But here's the issue. Here's the issue for us. Our experience with our earthly fathers, our parents, uh, we can't help but we, we put on God whether we want to or not. Hey, our, our parents, they tried the best with what they had, but they were limited. They're human. If our earthly father, if your situation was... If your earthly father wasn't even around but they you had that kind of experience with your earthly father, then it might be easier for you to get used to just doing life on your own because you had to hustle for your own since you were young. Maybe if your earthly father or mother was cruel uh, just expecting perfection from you. We can often become afraid when we have to ask God for something that we need to kind of do something we need to promise to do something before we could get something from God or that we're afraid to approach God because we think you know he's just going to shoot me down like my earthly parents often would or if your parents maybe they're there but they just didn't really seem to care that much or take your heart seriously if that was your experience we may often come to feel that our needs don't really matter to God. Uh, And when we take our needs to God, we might just be disappointed. So we're just kind of protecting ourselves. But Jesus is daring us, daring us to know that your Heavenly Father is not like that. Your Heavenly Father is so beyond even the best earthly father, Jesus is saying. Where do I see this? First, we see that we can have shameless audacity with our Heavenly Father, right? It's kind of like a neighbor coming to you, knocking on your door, ringing your doorbell in the middle of the night when you're already cozy in bed after a hard day's work, right? That's shameless. Shameless means you don't care what other people think. Audacity is great boldness that you have no business coming with. So like the young folks used to say, I don't know if they say it anymore, you know, we could come to our Heavenly Father with no chill. You understand? No chill, right? So you could come with whatever you need. Whatever you need, our Heavenly Father invites it, he can handle it. Also, we see we're free to come to him whenever. to any time of night or day. Who else could you go to like that? with what seems like crazy and impossible sort of ask. We can ask him things we wouldn't or couldn't ask anyone else. We're free in Jesus with our Heavenly Father to pray without shame and make some risky asks. When's the last time you, you prayed a risky sort of prayer? Or are our prayers just kind of safe? Not caring what other people think. Jesus is giving us permission, daring us, to pray with shameless audacity to our Heavenly Father. Second, he will meet us wherever we are at. I hope you'll hear this. Why does Jesus say, ask, seek, knock? Why not just say, ask, ask? Why does he say, ask, seek, knock? A a Bible teacher named John Piper kind of unpacked this for me. Sometimes we may feel in different places with God, right? Sometimes you may feel so close to God, you could just ask him. Just like, you just turn around, and just ask him. He's that close, he's just right next to you. Other times, we don't know where God is. God, where are you? You have to seek him. And sometimes we feel like that door is closed on me. That's why we knock. Do you see? Different places, wherever you may be at not just physically, but wherever you're at emotionally, spiritually, however close you feel to God or not, Jesus is saying, just ask. That's radical if you think about this. What this promise from Jesus means is incredible. You don't need to have it all together. You don't need to be perfect. You don't need to be super tight with God. That's how much he wants to hear from you. Whatever position you're in, Jesus is inviting you and he's promising That he will make himself available to you. Isn't that crazy? No matter how long you or where you feel you've been away, right? Verse 9 says, ask and it will be given to you. Seek and say it with me. You will find. Knock and the door, guess what? Will be open to you. Take that in. Okay, just in case we weren't clear, Jesus says, everyone, everyone who comes to the heavenly Father—not the holy ones—everyone who comes to the heavenly Father can have access to Him. That's what He's saying. Your heavenly Father is ready; He's waiting to meet you should you turn to Him. You know the story of the prodigal son. Soon as that foolish son who just wished his dad was dead. As soon as he started walking back to his dad, the father sees him and just runs. That's that's your heavenly father's heart. I don't know what your relationship was like with your earthly father, but your heavenly father runs as soon as you just turn, just ask. Lastly, he's so much beyond our earthly parents. Did you know that? God is so much more than our earthly parents. God bless the parents. That's hard work. But once again, we're limited. Even, Jesus says, the most basic earthly parents, right? Just just think of the most basic earthly parent. How to meet, they know how to meet a simple request of their child. Right? If a child asks for bread, tortilla, you're not going to give them a scorpion. You know that. And Jesus says, look, even the best of us are evil. And we can do these basic things. Did you know our Heavenly Father wrote this ability in us to meet basic needs and requests into our human code, at least for our children, no matter how twisted we are, uh, he's put that in us. So he's saying, how much more is your Heavenly Father, who is the source of all good and power, know how and be able to really give good gifts? Sons and daughters... That's what, you, that's what you are. Sons and daughters of God. Brothers and sisters. Prayer is an invitation to conversation with God. Almighty. Gosh. We take it so lightly. It's—it's it's, Prayer is an invitation. You can have a conversation with God right now. You know that. He's saying the door's open to you. Just knock. There are some blocks though. Don't we have some blocks? Okay, we know we should pray. Right, but there's some blocks that uh, keep us from going a little bit further. One thing that I've heard, and there might be maybe a little voice inside my head sometimes you don't need to bother God with that prayer about your personal needs. Maybe you heard that voice. That's the total opposite of what Jesus is saying in this passage. If you hear this voice saying, hey, don't bother God with your personal needs, that's not God speaking to you (laughs) right God wants to hear from you you're not bothering him okay God isn't like Bruce Almighty who you know is limited he isn't limited in time or space he is God the heavenly father who is able and desires to hear all our hearts you're right what's the point of a relationship with God if you can't be personal with him we can't come to him with personal needs James 4 says you know why you don't have Because you don't ask. If you would ask your Heavenly Father, what you would have. Maybe that's not really the voice kind of in your head or that you heard or misconception. Maybe if you're really honest, you know, I can ask God for these things, it's okay, but I can't ask God for that, whatever that is. I don't want to ask God for that because I don't want to be disappointed. Or maybe, you know, I've already prayed for that fool and they haven't changed. Maybe that's you. As we see in this passage, God will answer. Say it with me. God will answer. Yeah. But it may not be the answer we may expect. Because, again, our Heavenly Father is good. What do I mean by that? Sometimes it's a no. God might say no. No. Right? That's an answer. Because maybe, uh, John, uh, James also talks about, sometimes we ask just for our selfish gains, so we could use just for ourselves. Right? Not to bless others. Or, we may be asking for something that's not good for us. How many of your children ask for things that's not good for them? Can I have uh, ice cream for breakfast, lunch, and dinner? You could. But because I love you, I- I'm going to have to say no. Right? <laughs> So, that's what a good parent does, right? And we're like messed up and we understand that. So, you know, if your child is going to ask for a scorpion, you're going to say, no, I'm sorry, you don't know how to handle that. It'll just bite you, right? Or, you know, stab you right there. All right. Sometimes, we may ask our Heavenly Father and he may, his answer may be, wait, wait, wait. What does that mean? Because prayer isn't just about the end result. Did you know that? Prayer is about the process. There's something that happens when we pray. Right? If Jesus, you know, this is Jesus. If Jesus had to pray more than one time for a blind man to receive his sight, surely we can ask more than once for something. That there's a process that comes about. In, in that instance, even, it was It was healing. Did you know sometimes healing comes not just at once, but it comes in stages? And sometimes that's better for us or else we might not be able to handle it. That's why you know the saying, be careful what you wish for because you just might get it because we might not be able to handle it. So God said, wait. Sometimes I may be asking for something, but you know, in my experience, as I wrestle it out with God, he reveals his heart and he reveals my heart And the thing that I was asking actually begins to change. What I first started asking for in my relationship with God, as I understand it, God's saying, well, how about this? It's like, oh, I didn't think about that. Right? And then my prayer begins to change. So we got to trust God through the disappointments. There will be disappointments. Things that we think should happen this way. But we're not God. We don't know. I don't have all the answers, right? But we got to trust God through the disappointment to trust that we will arrive at something better that he has for us, right? Uh, If if in my single days, if I was asking for like a wife, right? If I didn't just hold out for the right one, I would have missed this beauty right here, right? Who just challenges me so much, right? I didn't know, because I'm a fool, young fool, I didn't know the better that the Lord had for me. The Lord was not holding out on me. He was preparing me for something better. It's possible. Someone better. Uh, Another misconception is, if we're honest, you know, prayer sounds nice, Dave, you know, your pastor. But prayer, honestly, is just a waste of time. I'd rather just do it. Right? Why don't we just do it? I'd say, who says those things don't go together? Who says prayer and doing don't go together? Who, who, said, who told you it's separate? It doesn't have to be either or. It can be both. Now, I know there are people, right, if we're praying and we're aligning ourselves with God, right, what that does is what it should do is it gets our heart into the right place. It makes us more able to do and know what is right. But I know sometimes people just say they're going to pray on it, but they don't do anything on it. Prayer without doing, you know, is just dead religion, James also says. But prayer with doing, that's what a living relationship with God looks like. So they should go together. And even if we quote, hey, man, we're going to just do it, where do you think the strength comes to even do the doing? And if we're doing without prayer, how far is your doing going to get you? How long will it last? How is it any different from anyone else who's doing it? No, when we do with prayer, that means we're doing with God. And when we're doing with God, we're moving from natural to supernatural. Uh, I don't know how many of you know me, know my story. Uh, I could not stand before you today doing the work that I do now, even preaching this message message right now without so much prayer that has gone in so much prayer that other people have prayed for me right what I'm doing now I want you to know it does not come naturally to me I am constantly self-doubting I'm a person who'd rather be in the background kind of guy but this what you see here is a result of God's supernatural power and work and the Lord knows there's still some work that needs to be done Okay, so, all right, it's, it's nice, Dave. Now, how, how do we pray, though? How, how, do I, how do I pray? How do I grow in prayer? What are some good practices? One thing is praying with God, praying with God. What do I mean by that? I mean this, that we rely on God even to pray. Uh, often as I talk with folks, like, oh, I don't know what to pray, especially some of you guys pray. You guys pray so fancy. I can't pray like that. You know your Heavenly Father doesn't care about that, right? When, when, when our children ask stuff, we don't, we don't want fancy words just tell us, right? You know, what helps with this and not knowing what to pray sometimes is using the Bible to pray. Uh, Jesus says in John 15, he says, if you remain in me, and my words remain in you. You know, you can ask whatever you wish and it will be given to you. There's a crazy promise in the Bible. It's kind of like a blank check right there, right? But say, if, if my words are in you, then whenever you ask whatever you wish, what you wish is going to be my word. So when you pray what you wish, I'm going to give it to you. Do you get it? you get how that works? Right? What, what do I mean by that? For example, you can use this very passage that we were reading this morning to fill your prayers. If you caught caught that last part it says like uh how much more would i give the holy spirit to those who ask Well, you could say god you said you know how many times our children said, you said and we're like ah. you said that you would give your holy spirit generously to anyone who asks." so father i'm asking you today today won't you fill me with your holy spirit won't you change me won't you help me Fill me up, help me live for you today. you know in addition, right, that adds so much when you, when you use the Bible, it just adds so much faith to your prayer, right? Uh, in addition to using the Bible, we can pray with God by taking a moment to just, before we launch into what we want to ask, let's listen. Let's listen to see if maybe God wants to give us perspective before we ask, right, go into our list of whatever, Right? Maybe if you stop to ask God what he wants to pray for, he might bring up a person to you in mind. How many of you, when you're just driving, just a person just pops into your mind? That might be God speaking to you. Can you pray for them? I care for them. Or, or some people have told me, even in this church, they got these dreams of a friend that they hadn't seen for so long, and then they just called them and said, oh my God, you don't right? that was your testimony. I, you don't know what I'm going through right now. This, who knows? If we just listen... God has plenty of things that he would love for you to pray about. And even if you already know who you're going to pray for, what if we took a moment to ask for God's perspective on that person or that situation uh, that you can pray for on a deeper level? So maybe you're praying for someone who's sick, so, so you're like, God, bring healing to this person. But then you take a moment to listen, and you sense God, God wants to not only just heal their body, he wants to heal their relationship with him. He wants to use this as an opportunity to bring him back to him. Maybe. You don't know. If we just listen. That's what it means to pray with God. You got me? Uh, What else? Another way to pray is to pray with others. Pray with others. This this is tough for our independent folks, as Chris was saying. Like, Man, uh, the world has raised us to be independent. But God asks us to be a body. God asks us to be a church, not just Lone Ranger's. So, what I mean, oftentimes we know we might need to pray, but have you ever felt you can't always bring yourself to do it? (laughs) Or when you show up, okay, God, I'm here, I'm going to pray. You're like thinking of like breakfast. You're thinking of, oh, I need to do that. It's so hard to stay focused, right? (laughs) You know, there's no shame in that. There's no shame in that. Did you know when the Israelites or the early church We're going through a hard time. They used to come together as a community to pray. In solidarity, there was power in that. They saw God show up in great power. Did you know no revival or renewal of God or pouring out of God in power in history has ever happened without a small group of people praying together? Look it up. Look up every revival that has ever happened. When you pray with others... This can challenge you to go deeper with God and longer, right? Uh, even in like marathon, I think there was a Sunday marathon last week, right? Is people all run together, not just one person. There's something about when you run together with others, you could go much farther than you thought. There's something about that. You know, in different times of my life, I've committed myself to regular times of praying with others. These days, Pastor Chris and I, we take uh, Tuesday mornings before our meetings, to pray, and there's so much business to take care of, but we're like, no, let's prioritize this, so we just pray, we just open it up, we just pray, whatever is on our hearts uh, sometimes it just starts real slow, but soon enough as we have created that space, just deep stuff starts coming up, stuff like deep burdens we've been carrying uh, there's there's tears there's repentance right, uh, we were We're sinful people, right, We say, oh, God, I confess to you this, right? My heart has not been right. We bring that up, and then, man, we also, like, fire each other up and encourage each other so much. Like, sometimes he's praying for something, I'm like, yeah, that. And then sometimes I'm praying for something, and he's like, yes, right? When you pray with other people, they got different perspectives. You're like, yeah, how could I forget that? Because they have another perspective that you need as you pray together. You could just cover more ground. It's so good to go together, right? There's no shame in that. There is power in that. If you, you're like, God, you're like, I don't, I'm busy. I don't have time for that. Who do I pray with? How do I? You know, every Sunday, 10.45 a.m., before the 11.30 service, there's a beautiful basement down there. It used to be called the dungeon because it was a hot mess, but it got cleaned up. You should even check it out. It's nice. Gus and Aaron did some amazing work. It looks nice down there. Come down there, 1045. Let's pray together. Let's pray together. All right? So that's an open invitation. 1045, Sunday in the basement. We pray together. And lastly, another way to pray is to pray for others. Now, this might be obvious, and I think New Life, you guys are so great. You've taught me so much about this. So many of you no matter where you're at in your relationship with God, like, you're always about praying for your families. You're always about praying for these other people, right? Maybe it might be a little bit harder to pray for yourself, but I I know in this family of faith, there's just lots of praying for others. So I know I'm preaching to the choir a little bit. But what I'm pressing is, I want to encourage us who are praying for others, let's pray with a little bit more intentionality, uh, direction, uh, regularity, right? Make it regular, make it intentional. Okay, how, how do I do that? Or why, do, why do I do that? Why is it worth of pray for others? Definitely not just to meet the needs of our loved ones, but did you know as you pray, you get into God's heart? As you pray, God expands your heart, your ability to love people. There's the toughest gangsters and people I know, when they pray, they're just, right? Because God is just opening up their hearts in just incredible ways. Because God, if we're going to love God, God loves people. So when you start praying for others, you're just going to be tapping into God's heart. This kind of prayer is called intercessory prayer, right, if you want to be fancy. One way I've heard intercessory prayer described is to pray for others who can't pray for themselves. Maybe you know people who are in that situation, right, who need that encouragement. Uh, Intercessory prayer can also be, one way I've heard it described, it's like if, you're visual people. It's like somebody has a dump truck of God's blessing, and you're just kind of that person in the back, going ee, 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 just guiding it, dump it all on this person. God, all your blessings, just pour it out on this person. That's what an intercessor does. It's guiding God's blessing, right, laying down a track for where it's supposed to go. All right? that's what intercessory prayer does. You can grow in praying for others by creating a prayer list right on your phone on a piece of paper on a notebook that you might have on a journal you can start right by praying for your family and then okay beyond your family who's beyond that okay uh towards my church family maybe beyond that my friends that are struggling that are not part of church uh, maybe beyond that the community maybe beyond that the world you could start expanding out but if you're like oh dave that ooh, ain't nobody got time for that that's that sounds like a lot okay You can even split up the needs of different uh, people groups or different family members each day, right? Maybe Sunday is going to be the day, man. This this day, I'm going to pray for my mom, right? Maybe Monday, that's the day I'm going to be praying for my little brother. Oh, man, he's going through it, right? Maybe you got it, right? Each day of the week, like you got an assignment, right? You're praying for somebody. You know that they're covered in prayer. That's the way you can do it. And most encouraging of all, I don't know if you've ever done this, even just a little bit, please have one note on your phone. You know, there is a Notes app on there. You don't have to use it for nothing, but one note on there. Put in different prayers that God has answered over the course of your life. That just encourages so much. When you're feeling dry, like, oh, God, I remember when you did this. I remember when we forget. Right? Write down the ways that God has answered your prayers that could build your faith. Share that with others, right? So, in that vein of praying for others, I would like to call up Gus. The uh, Lord's been speaking to him and an exciting opportunity has open to him that I want him to share about and for us as a church to pray about because we are supporting
2: him. Well, you know, um, I just got back from a trip and two days after, you know, my second day at home, I wake up to a dream being around um, these refugees that are, you know, with all the stuff that's going on in the Ukraine. And then I wake up to a voice saying, what are you waiting for? And I shared this with, (laughs) with Pastor Chris and he tells me, he's like well that's funny because uh, they've been looking for you to send you out there <laughs> and I'm like alright well what are we going to do And so um, I'm not just a, a member of this church but I'm also a member of Servant Partners and of uh, another group called Acts of Mercy which is a emergency response team so they asked me if I wanted to go and I'm like sure when we're leaving this was last week and on thursday they're like well we're gonna leave on tuesday which is this coming tuesday and i'm like okay well what's gonna happen because i I need a fundraise and to fundraise in three days is just not gonna happen so i just i just took it to god i'm like jesus if you want this trip to happen you know we, I need the funds. I need I need you to get me there. I don't know how you're gonna get me there, but I need need you to get me there. And then yesterday, I get a text saying, "Hey, send me a copy of your passport. We're buying the tickets now." And I was like, "What?" I'm like, I haven't even asked asked, asked my friends or my family or the church. And I'm like, man, Jesus is just amazing on how you ask. And I just um, like like Dave was saying, just go to prayer. And, and I know there's times when we all know someone who needs prayer, and it doesn't need to be a long prayer. Like, when I, when I asked Jesus for, for the funds for this trip, I'm just like, God, I, I need you to make this happen if this is what you want. And that was it. I know we know somebody who's in pain. It's just like, Jesus just healed this person now. It's all it takes. And then you'd be surprised that you're going to start remembering, like, oh, this person also also needs prayer for this. And it's just a couple words. And then next you know, your list is going to grow. It's going to grow. Before you know it, your prayer time with Jesus is going to grow. And it, it it doesn't take a lot. It just takes knocking on that door or just asking Jesus. You know, it's just like he he's hearing you even before you even say a word. But he wants you to speak out to him because then that, that makes, well, you know how it is. You could text someone over the phone, but the conversation is different when you're face to face with the person. It's more intimate. And that's what he wants. He doesn't want you just to text him, not saying that you can't text him, but he rather have the face-to-face. And that's where FaceTime comes into play. <laughs> so but yeah, so I just um a little bit on this trip, it's a scouting trip. The the goal is this summer to be sending out short-term um, well, to send out small teams on short-term trips to uh, work with the refugees from the Ukraine. Now I'm going to be praying on this. I will be praying, and some of your names may come up, so don't be surprised if I walk up to you one day and just say, hey, how do you feel about this? (laughs) Um, Because our goal as a church, as you know, we've always spoke about this before, is to send people out, to send people out. I know we got a lot of issues here in our church, in our communities, and our families, but there are, there are also people who need us elsewhere. And just know that it's not just us that's going, but it's, it's how we go. And how we go is we take Jesus with us. Because many people are just with what they're going through, it's hard for them to see Him in, in, in that moment, you know, with all the stuff they're dealing with. But yeah, so really quick, that's what's happening this coming week.
0: (laughs) The body of Christ is hands and feet, right? So he's kind of our hands and feet, boots on the ground, kind of scouting out Uh, the poland ukraine border there's all sorts of stuff going down right there and uh it's going to prepare the way for some of us possibly to go so yeah let's pray jesus we thank you so much for speaking to us you want a relationship with us and you called your son gus Lord god you want him father god there right now Lord god so i pray that you prepare the way for him prepare the way for the people he's already going to meet Lord God, prepare our hearts to know that our prayers make a difference in heaven, Father God. It's not just Gus, Lord God. As we pray for him, you do things, Lord God, through our prayers. Because you want to hear from us. Are we going to be bold enough, shameless enough to ask? So we pray for his mighty works, Lord God, to be done in and through Gus. We pray for your mighty works to be done on the border in nations, Lord God, for those who are hurting and stuck in Ukraine but who need to cross over to other borders for safety, Lord God. I pray that you would uh, deliver, and you would bring healing, Father God, to these nations, Lord God, so that this sort of uh, stuff doesn't even have to happen, Lord Jesus. But Father God, as it is, Lord God, we pray for your healing. We pray those who feel abandoned and scared would feel your presence and your peace in your life. Thank you, Lord. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 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 All right. So I'm going to call up the worship team. Beloved sons and daughters of God, your Heavenly Father wants to know your needs and for us to get in the habit of asking Him. So we can ask with God to know what to pray for. We can ask with others so you could step into deeper, longer, and farther than you thought possible. And we can ask for others to step into the bigness of God's heart and what he wants to do through you in your prayers. Brothers and sisters, just ask of our Heavenly Father. Pray and see God's kingdom break into our midst. Believe that. I invite all of us, if we're able to stand to respond to Jesus' challenge, to ask our Heavenly Father for what you need. Maybe you have a personal need right now, bring that to the Lord something weighing on your heart that you came into church with, God wants you to say that like us was saying. Tell him. I'd like to also call up some of our prayer team and leaders, stand up around the sides to be available to pray with you as needed, especially for those, if we viewed God, we put on God what our earthly parents were like. And that's limited our view of God but you want to know your Heavenly Father more and you want to change the way that you approach prayer or if you just need prayer for something you, you would really appreciate someone else coming with you and agreeing with you uh, for that prayer come respond to the Lord He is speaking to you talk with Him now just respond to the Lord I now. Mean.